If you're curious to engage with a lot of the topics we explore on the podcast in more creative and embodied ways, we welcome you to join us in Alchemize, our 10-week audio-based program of daily imagination practices intended to disrupt status quo ways of thinking, sensing, relating, and being. To be honest, without any grant support for our show right now, and we did just get turned down by several mainstream environmentalism philanthropies, this program and our Patreon are our primary means of supporting our labor for these free podcasts right now. We really want to remain untethered to corporate interests, and every small contribution to our Patreon or enrollment in our program Alchemize helps to ensure that we can continue producing these vital conversations that feature voices and perspectives often sidelined from mainstream media. So if you value our work and want to dive deeper with us, join us in Alchemize today at greendreamer.com slash alchemize and join our Patreon starting at just $3 at patreon.com slash greendreamer. Thank you so, so much for however you were able to support our work during these critical times. We are so deeply grateful. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Hey, this is a Bloom Tuesday mini episode on Green Dreamer podcast, and we have a special guest today walking us through how to effectively communicate climate change to not scare people off, but to actually get more people involved and to inspire action. Before we do that, though, I wanted to say quickly that, you know, I've been sharing in our past few episodes that to thank you for being here, we're giving away an eco brand gift card to a randomly selected newsletter subscriber at the end of each month. And we just confirmed that for September, we'll be giving away a compostable smartphone case to three randomly chosen subscribers to our newsletter. These cases were generously provided by Pila Case, whose co-founder you may have heard from back in episode 19. It was a really inspiring conversation. Be sure to give it a listen if you haven't already. The cases are made from flaxstick, which is a material that the co-founder developed using waste from harvesting flax and other biomaterials. I've been using my Pila Case for over three years now, and I love it. They come in gorgeous colors, and maybe you'll get to win one. For me to let you know if you do win, you can subscribe to our newsletter at greendreamer.com so I have your email on hand. And for now to today's Bloom Tuesday. You know, with climate change being a really large-scale topic with no easy silver bullet solutions, it can easily scare people off because when we all already have so many things to worry about in our personal lives, uh, you know, it's just not going to be on the very top of everybody's agendas because not everyone is professionally involved in sustainability or extra interested in this subject like we might be. Not that they don't care, it's just that they might have other more immediate concerns that they have to prioritize like maybe family, relationship issues, financial concerns, just being able to pay their bills or put food on the table to take care of their families, uh, health concerns, career concerns, and so on. So there really is an art to communicating climate change and any issue at all in sustainability or social impact, because depending on our approach, we can either push people away, make them feel guilty and therefore shut down, or 
we can have them become more engaged in these conversations, want to learn more, and believe that they are able to participate in whatever ways they can and want to. So that's what we're going to learn today. Our guest today recently attended Al Gore's Climate Reality Project Leader Training in Los Angeles, where she learned all about, you know, what we need to know in terms of climate change as of late, as well as how to effectively communicate this in order to inspire action and get more people involved. She's the host of Kiss That World podcast, where she connects everyday environmentalists like us directly with experts to find out what it means to live sustainably. I had the honor of being interviewed recently on her podcast, in case you want to hear more from me. If not, that's totally fine. She interviews lots of inspiring people within this space. I always learn a lot from listening, so definitely check it out. And for now, Green Dreamer with us here talking about what we should know about climate change and how to powerfully communicate this with our friends and family to inspire action. Here's our conversation with Megan Percy. What's like the most alarming thing to do with climate change you've learned that we should be aware of? So the thing that shocked me the most is actually that one in five Americans don't regularly hear from someone they know about climate change. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was just so shocking because I feel like I talk about it all the time. I'm running in circles where people are interested in it and working with it and um, the online communities and the, and the information I'm looking at. So I think the problem is that it's lost its urgency and it's happening right now. We can see that with the hurricanes and the fires and the the tropical storms that are worsening. And I think we need to bring it to the forefront and really be talking to people that we know about it. Do we know why it's lost its sense of urgency, even though these uh, like natural disasters and all of these numbers are continually getting worse and we know that it's getting worse? It's a couple of things. And one is that big oil is using the same advertising companies that tobacco was using back in the 70s when they would hire someone to dress up like a doctor and tell you that tobacco was good for you. Big oil is doing the same thing and and coal even advertising it as clean coal energy. So people are getting mixed messages. Um, And I think with all of the different news outlets, we're not necessarily watching or taking in different streams or and it's harder to to see things in relation to one another um to see all of the hurricanes that are happening across the country it's devastating and at the climate reality training Al Gore did a three-hour presentation where he had about an hour of back-to-back-to-back slides from the last 10 years of global flooding and um, ice melt and fire and and hurricanes and tornadoes and just all this devastation. And I think that we're seeing everything or we're taking in our information in silos and mm-hmm. um, and not connecting it. And that's part of the problem. So with that, it's really important for us as people who really care about this and understand it deeply to be able to communicate this effectively to get more people who are aware of it to take action and also to get people who might be intimidated by the even the idea of climate change to um, talk about this or to be more aware of it. So on this note, what do you think is a common mistake people make when trying to communicate climate change or to get people to take action on this? Absolutely. And I like the way you said that too, because I definitely think it's a sliding scale from like somebody who's really 
gung-ho and ready to talk about it and going out and picketing and voting to someone who's maybe apathetically knows about the issue but doesn't know where to start to someone who is um, an adversary or, or, a, or a, a denier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think one of the most important things is knowing who your audience is, whether you're talking to one person or a group of people, um, meet them where they are understand what they care about, if it's a community, what sort of issues they're dealing with, what um, what they're struggling with right at that moment. And, and asking questions. So at the reality leadership, we're trained to go out into the community and talk to different people. And so one of the big things is if you're going to do a presentation for someone, make contact before and ask them questions. What do you care about? What are you dealing with? What are your views on this or that and and really taking that information into account and not talking at someone, making sure you're talking to someone. Mm. And another thing that Al Gore really talked about was you have some budgets when you're giving a speech and you have to make sure that you're filling them all up. So one of them is a hope budget and you have to make sure that you're ending on a note of hope, on a note of action, on a note of inspiration, because it can seem really hopeless and scary when when you line it all up and you talk about the facts and and we're facing this unprecedented global issue. Another one is the time constraint. You have to know what the attention level of your audience is. If you're giving a speech to a couple of 10-year-olds, you're going to want to keep it shorter, keep it interactive, keep it fun. And the third one is the complexity budget. So that kind of goes with the time thing too. If you are a rocket scientist, but you're talking in front of a bunch of people who are maybe unfamiliar with that topic, you have to remember who your audience is. And when you're presenting that much information at once, you want to keep it simple too, because people aren't going to be able to remember big, specific, complex ideas. And then beyond this communication piece, what do you think we need most today to be able to uh, inspire greater urgency and tackle this global concern? I I think it is, a you know, we need to, to stop thinking of things in silos. Like I was saying before, it is a global concern and the storms that are affecting people and the sea level rise that are going to affect small island nations first are going to end up trickling down and affecting people elsewhere because they're going to have to leave as refugees. And um, we're all human. We're all on the planet. And I think we need to change the mindset from us, we, here, my my backyard to to a global encompassing we. You know, the, the people that are in the industrial as nations, we've contributed more to greenhouse gases than those in in the developing world and they're the ones that are going to be hit first so that's so I think, unfair no it's really not and <laughs> and saying oh well they're the ones using more coal now why should we have to to make more concessions i think it's it's taking a step back and seeing everyone as humanity as, as one thing. And this problem is something that we're all fighting together. And the beautiful part of it is that we have the solutions and we are coming into an election year here in the U S. So it's really important to remember, to get out and vote, to call your representatives, to fight for what you care about. And when you're doing that, make sure you're researching, make sure you're specific and make sure you're flexible because if you're saying I want 100% renewable energy in five years and 
your city is like, well, <laughs> we can't really do it in five, but maybe we'll do it in, we can sign on for 20 and then hope we beat the goal. Mm-hmm. And and just being able to make those concessions, it's, it's not black and white, it's not all or nothing. And um, I think that will lend itself to an air of uh, a future of cooperation. And that's where we need to head. For sure. So be flexible, get active wherever you are as a citizen of your community. And um, we really need to inspire deeper connection among all humankind, regardless of our differences. And on an individual level, what do you think we can do to help make these connections so that we see as humans as one and we're able to connect all of these issues? Absolutely. I think that every person has has a circle of influence, has a sphere of influence, and you don't you don't necessarily know the trickle effect of your actions. So just by bringing up climate change at family dinner, talking to your friends about what is important to you and what's important to them, going out in the community, making sure you're active, it's think thinking globally and acting locally. And I think if you're trying to connect with somebody that you don't necessarily see eye to eye on, just ask them what they care about everyone cares about something and they may not even like the words climate change. I know it's become a really polarized term, but if someone has kids and they care about their children, you can frame protecting the earth in a way or conserving our resources in a way that doesn't sound off-putting or scary or politically charged to them. You don't even have to say the words climate change in that case, yeah. you know, meeting people where they are and and really bringing in their personal belief system is yeah. going to help. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. I'd love to hear what was your personal biggest takeaway from this conference overall? Uh, it was great to see all of the people from around the world that are, are really hopeful and to see all of the different solutions that we have. Um, and I heard someone saying that the most important things that we need to focus on, because it is good to have individual people spreading the zero waste movement, but in order to really push the change forward, we need to get our governments and our cities to focus on zero waste production, zero emissions transportation, 100% renewable energy grid, and net zero buildings. And mm. if you think about all four of those things happening together, it's a 100% renewable system. We're not making any waste. We are powering our devices and connecting to our world through renewable energy sources. And we have the technology. It's so exciting. And it, <laughs> it just to think about that kind of a future in those cities where people are breathing healthy air, we have clean water, and it's across the board. Nobody has to live next to an oil derrick. And that, that to me is the most exciting and uplifting and attainable For sure. future. So we should definitely keep doing what we can as individuals, but realize that a lot of things are systemic and that pushing for these systemic changes can just have huge positive impacts for us. Exactly. Yeah. Having the groundswell of support and really showing up in your community, it's going to show the elected officials that there is... Um, a need and a care and a want, and that's going to move the needle. Amazing. Well, this makes me really hopeful. I feel like a lot of times when we talk about climate change, it's not very positive, but this makes me really hopeful and I'm really excited. Um, Where can we go to continually learn more from you, your podcast, and find you on social media? 
Yeah, awesome. So I'm uh, my website, kissthatworld.com. Podcast is Kiss That World on all your favorite podcast sites. And I'm on all of the socials, mostly on Instagram at Kiss That World. Well, that's a wrap for this Bloom Tuesday. You'll be able to find links and resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes at greendreamer.com slash 63 for episode 63, which side note, you can find any episode's show notes just by going to greendreamer.com slash the number of that episode. That's an easy way for you to access references right after listening to a particular episode. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you can find me as always on Instagram at Kamea Sheen. That's K-A-M-E-A-C-H-A-Y-N-E. Direct message me with any feedback you might have about the podcast or thoughts on how I can improve the show for you. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with you there and continually supporting you with the show. For now, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer. <laughs>